Welcome to Podsdale. I'm your host, Holly Walter, part of the Office of Communication, and I'm excited to kick off our first episode of the year talking about a very exciting initiative that's happening in the city of Scottsdale. It is the Blue Zones Project Scottsdale, for those who haven't heard about it. Global life expectancy averages out to about 71.4 years, which means, of course, that some parts of the world see much shorter lifespans while others enjoy far greater longevity. There are five places in particular that fall into the latter category, and they're known as blue zones, and they're named for the blue circles researchers drew to identify the first one on a map. And they're home to some of the oldest and the healthiest people in the world. And here today, we have a guest who's going to share a little bit about why the residents of these places live so long, how you can steal their habits, and how we are taking those ideas and bringing them right here to Scottsdale. So we have Sarah Kearney with us today. She is the Executive Director of Blue Zones Project Scottsdale. Sarah, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. We're glad to have you. And I'm going to share a little bit of background about you, Sarah, because you're not new to Scottsdale. Uh, prior to serving in this role, you were with Experience Scottsdale, and you had more than 16-year tenure there where you held a variety of different roles in tourism and membership. And you also have a true passion for our community. So you're actively involved. You've served on community boards, including Scottsdale Sister Cities, Millennials and Travel, Gigi's Playhouse Phoenix and Scottsdale, Scottsdale Leadership and Community Celebrating Diversity. So it sounds like you're very well versed in what's happening around the city. Absolutely. I love this community and it's great to be able to both professionally serve back, back and give back as well as personally serve and give back. Wonderful. And let's jump right into the topic. Let's talk about Blue Zones. Now, what is the Blue Zones Project? So Blue Zones Project, you know, based on the original findings in the Blue Zones by our founder, Dan Butner over 20 years ago, um, in identifying those longevity hotspots, where are people living the longest and free of chronic disease, illness, fatigue, and what are they doing there? How are they living? And we know, uh, based on a Danish twin study, that only about 20% of your longevity is related to your genetics. And really, the other 80% correlates to your lifestyle behaviors, habits, and your surroundings. So Blue Zones Project is really a community-led initiative that is meant to empower everyone to live better and longer. And we do that um, in a variety of different ways, and we can dive into it more. But really, it's around um, the people where people spend the most time, um, within that radius of their home and um, how to make healthy choices easier for them. So it's getting harder to make healthy choices and they're not always the easiest. So uh, the work that we do will really implement it throughout the community so that um, it doesn't take anything away from people and their choices. It simply adds more options that may be healthier ones. Great. And I know we touched on this briefly, but the concept of Blue Zones Projects was that idea, did that idea come from those initial studies, what what uh, led to this idea launched in other communities? Absolutely. So this work is done, is being done, and has been done in over seventy communities across the country. But what Dan Butner found um, on his journeys with his National Geographic research team and demographers is the idea around how can we go into American communities to reverse engineer what we're doing and sort of the direction that we're heading. So they had a pilot project um, in Albert Lee, Minnesota, a very small town um, in Minnesota, and the results were stunning. They found so many great 
um, impact stories within that small community that then that's really when it started to take out and other communities wanted to get on board to bring Blue Zones Project into their communities. So for Scottsdale specifically, um, Honor Health in partnership with the city of Scottsdale really were the ones who championed this initiative in the beginning phases. So in March of 2022, uh, Honor Health funded an assessment with Blue Zones and invited Blue Zones into the community to see, are we even a community that would be a good fit? Are we ready for something like a Blue Zones project initiative? And based on that initial finding, the Blue Zones team said, absolutely, Scottsdale is a match. And while we all know and we're very aware that Scottsdale does have a good, solid foundation for well-being and has always been kind of a health-driven community and look at the amazing spaces and places that we have throughout the community, that there were still opportunities for improvement. And so that's where we're really looking um, to enhance what we're already doing and maybe create some new things as well um, that will take Scottsdale to an even better place to live, work, and play. Now, you mentioned Honor Health's involvement. And how does the Blue Zones Project approach differ from other health initiatives? Absolutely. So really with Honor Health, and then now we have the Cigna Group and Goodwill of Central and Northern Arizona on board to help support this initiative, is that um, it really is kind of flipping the healthcare model on its head. It really is a preventative approach that even healthcare companies and insurance companies um, and employers really want their people to be healthy on the front end. And it's not a matter of needing to be on medication and go to the hospital for treatment. It really is trying to take care of our people um, on the front end instead of the back end so that um, we're taking a, a preventative approach because that ultimately lowers healthcare costs, um, not only for the, the healthcare industry, but as well as for the individuals who have to potentially um, face those um, high rising costs in terms of getting treatment and care. I love that it's a big picture approach. And you also mentioned that we do have a lot of existing programs and efforts in place in the city of Scottsdale. Is this project meant to replace those things? Absolutely not. Uh, you know, the city has done amazing work and continues to do amazing work. And that is why everything that we look at for Blue Zones Project, as we are really solidifying what our strategic plan looks like over the course of the next four years, is completely in alignment with the city and the plan. So whether it's the general plan, whether it's the transportation um, action plan, whether it's, um, there's so many great plans, again, in the city. So we want to make sure that it we're, we're side by side and working together as a community, not just coming in and, and throwing ideas that don't make sense for our community. So it, it's a national model, but that's what's great about having a local team is we can really customize with that national model that we know works and is sustainable, but to make it special for Scottsdale. And what are some of the goals of the Blue Zones project? Yeah, so there's a variety of different certification criteria that ultimately at the end of the project will reach us and get us to community-wide certification. And um, there's, a there's a lot of work to be done, which is why it takes more than just our 11 local team members, Blue Zones Project Scottsdale team members. It really is going to take the community at large coming together for, again, the good of our people and, and the community around us. So there's a variety of metrics around different areas, um, including people, places, and policy. So when we talk about people, we really want to engage individual residents and those people that work here and interact here to take a personal pledge, to say that they want to live better, longer, and then also make some promises to themselves. Again, we're not going to make anybody do anything that they don't want to, but we certainly will provide the tools and resources that they then have the ability to look at life through a different lens and look at their choices a little differently. Um, so we're trying to engage and reach 15% of our adult population, um, 15 and older, to engage in some kind of activities. So whether it's personal pledge, whether it's participating in one of our Blue Zones 
project programs. Um, it could be a walking uh, moai, which is a group of potentially strangers that get together and move naturally in one of our beautiful spaces in and around the community. And then as far as places go, we really are looking to engage um, a variety of different sectors. So we are going to engage with our work sites, our schools, our grocery stores, and our restaurants. And that looks and feels a little different for each of those sectors. So for our work sites, we have um, in each area, actually, we have kind of menus of best practices that those places can implement and, and again, choose what they want to do to reach a certain point where they become Blue Zones approved. So we want to see that not only um, in our work sites, but for schools, it's twofold because we want to make sure that our, our kids are positively impacted by the work that we do, but also our teachers and our staff that are working um, at our schools and even as a, our school district is one of our largest employers in the community. And then finally, in the areas of policy, we're working in four policy areas. So we're really going to start um, and hit the ground running in people and places. And we know some of the policy work will follow, but it again, it correlates directly in alignment with a lot of the plans the city already has. And so we are working with food systems, tobacco, alcohol, and the built environment. So much more to come and a lot of ways to become involved. And you mentioned community. And speaking of that, we are doing a Blue Zone Project Scottsdale kickoff. It's a free event that's taking place from noon to 3 p.m. at the Scottsdale Civic Center. It's on Saturday, January 13th. And really, it will encompass learning how to make healthy choices easier. And what can participants expect to see at that event? It is really meant to be a fun for all ages, wellness, uh, fair, festival, but an opportunity to engage and learn more about not only the original Blue Zones, but Blue Zones Project and what our initiatives look like moving forward. So there will be programming and activations throughout the day, um, whether it is line dancing or yoga. Um, there, there's going to be some fun surprises and special guests throughout, um, as well as a, a knowledge lounge where we're going to do some kind of TED Talk type um, programming where you can learn about gardening or, or plant slant cooking um, or even just more about Blue Zones Project. This work is truly rooted in lessons learned from the world's longest lived cultures. Now, you mentioned a few ways that residents or participants can get involved. Where can they go to learn more information about Blue Zones? Absolutely. So our, we're live on our, our website is active, uh, bluezonesprojectscottsdale.com. We're also on social media at BZP. Scottsdale. Um, so that's where you can really find the opportunities to get engaged, whether you personally want to get engaged or your work site's interested in becoming registered to become Blue Zones approved. Um, and again, to meet with our team and, and see what kind of opportunities there are to volunteer as an individual, whether it be with Blue Zones Project specifically, or maybe just somewhere in, in our community with a community organization. Okay, we've talked about how participants can learn to make healthier choices even easier and with Blue Zone Project Scottsdale, there's a concept that you refer to as engaging in Power Nine. Can you share more about that? Yes. So the Power Nine lifestyle principles are really the nine common denominators that were found in the original Blue Zones. So while they may look and feel a little different in each of those regions across the world, the main principle behind them is the same. And so they're kind of grouped into four categories. So one is move naturally, and it really is about... Um, simple nudges throughout the day to get up and move around. So it's not a rigorous workout. It's not running a marathon or pumping iron, but it's those gentle reminders, whether it's walking, um, sitting up. Stand, stand, sit. Some cultures in Okinawa, as an example, you sit on the floor quite a bit and then you stand up. And so that takes 
work to be able to sit on the floor and go into a standing position. So it's some of those simple movements throughout the day um, that really encourage us and remind us to move naturally. Another one of the areas is around eating wisely. And so one of the areas that has always been um, a crowd favorite when we share it is wine at five. And that really is intended to have wine with friends and family and food and moderation. Um, and there's a lot of social connection and camaraderie that comes with that. So there is a Sardinian red wine that is most recommended, but it's quite similar to a Grenache grape um, that has great uh, content and, and nutritional value too. So uh, plant slant is what we call it in our Power Nine, whereas it's not vegetarian or vegan, but simply incorporating um, more greens and healthy food items, or maybe just decreasing the amount of meat that you have on, on your plate. So in the original Blue Zones, um, they weren't um, vegetarian or vegan, and they had um, predominantly pork during celebratory occasions, but they were just consuming it less frequently. Um, we also talk about plating, pre-plating our food or maybe using smaller plates um, or going out to restaurants and, and maybe a half order is available or um, sharing is encouraged or maybe having fruit as a side um, option as the default. And you can still get the French fries if you want them, but you have to ask for them. So that's the, the um, eating wisely side of it. Um, also, there's an uh, Okinawan mantra that every time Okinawans sit down for a meal, they have, they kind of tell themselves something and it's three simple words, which is hara hachibu. Really, that translates to 80%. And so that means eat until you're 80% full um, so that then you aren't over overeating. I know that is very different than the household I grew up in, which was very much clean your plate and then you get dessert. And so you were stuffed and then you had to, you were saving up for dessert. So you had to um, make sure that you were um, eating everything. So that's a little different um, shift in terms of a mindset. Some of the other areas are around connection and belonging. So um, that's an important piece. And I think especially in the community, uh, not only in Scottsdale, but across the country, COVID certainly didn't do us any favors as it relates to social isolation and loneliness. And so um, our latest community health needs assessment by Honor Health shows that one in three people in Scottsdale have either one or no one to turn to in a time of need. That's a really sad stat for me to think that people are lonely and potentially homebound. And again, it's easy to just be comfortable or think you're comfortable at home. And we've lost that connection point with other people and in person um, for that as well. So we've seen some great great benefit around connection and connectivity. And, and there's a lot of great evidence and research that backs that too. And then the other part is having the right outlook. So knowing your sense of purpose and the reason why you wake up in the morning could add seven years to your life. And again, seven good years, not just more years. It's about better, having better years. And then also taking time to downshift. This looked differently in every single blue zone. Um, so different people downshifted in different ways, whether it's reading a book, whether it's happy hour with friends, whether it's taking a nap, um, taking the time to reset, to de-stress, um, which we all face, especially uh, during the holidays and into the new year. So um, we all look and look and react to stress differently. So if there's ways that we're able to downshift and, and take those moments to spend time with loved ones, um, our friends and family, then, then that's a really positive outcome for your health and longevity as well. Those all sound like great concepts to embrace. And I know a lot of this as well has been outlined in publications or in books. Can you 
share more information about where people can read more about Blue Zones? Absolutely. So Dan uh, Butner is a best-selling and New York Times best-selling author, and he's written a variety of different books. And he has uh, a new one that just came out this uh, last fall, but it started with the original Blue Zones book. He's written books on happiness. He has a Blue Zones challenge book. He's even evolved into some Blue Zones kitchen cookbooks as well. Um, and, and also very exciting, if you haven't already seen it, um, there is a new Netflix docu-series. It is four parts, um, and it really is traveling around the globe to those original Blue Zones and meeting with those centenarians or, or people who were close to becoming 100 and hearing their stories and how they live and what they're doing. So it's a great four-part series. I think it's even better that I feel like part five is happening right in our own backyard. That's really exciting. You mentioned the Blue Zones project personal pledge earlier. What does that entail and how can someone make that pledge? Yes. So it's, it lives on our website. So you can see what the checklist looks like to take the personal pledge. And it really encompasses just uh, having that right mindset and pledging ultimately that you want to live better longer. And then there are things that you can incorporate into your own personal life to help reach that goal. And some things are very, very simple, like having a pair of walking shoes near the front door so that you're a gentle reminder of, hey, maybe I should go um, put on my walking shoes and and take a quick walk around the block to to reset. Or uh, things like if you're able um, to adopt a dog, right? We talk about um, who's walking who when you have a dog at home. Um, And and oftentimes that that is the gentle nudge and reminder that if you get a new dog, you have to most likely take it out for a walk too. So whether you want to or not, and depending on what time of day and what time of year it is, it is those simple nudges. So those are the types of things, um, removing d- devices from the kitchen table um, so that you're conversing with your family or friends while you're dining um, to have that connection. So those are the types of things that you'll see on that personal checklist. And by no means do you have to do all of them. Start out with the ones that work best for you. Um, but it, again, it's just making a commitment to yourself to hold yourself accountable and, and kind of a self-monitoring pledge. Um, We will also have, um, during our kickoff, available to everyone in and around Scottsdale is our Blue Zones Challenge app, which is really great because as much as um, we want to be able to put our devices down, the reality is we all have our devices and we need them close by at all times um, to stay connected. And so we knew that it was really important that we had um, a... We had a an app or a program that was accessible for people at their fingertips, and so the Blue Zones Challenge app will roll out and um, roll out this month too, and and it really will be a kind of tracking and a monitoring for yourself to hold yourself accountable and kind of check things off the list to see how you're doing, and then whether it's your true happiness test, your true nutrition test, your true vitality test, all of things, all of those things will be monitored in the app so that then you can go back on an annual basis or maybe every six months to see how you're doing to make, to see if you're making improvements and, and see how you feel. I love the suggestions and the checklist. I can tell you right now, my dog is always walking me, so I can relate to that and I look forward to looking at the app. Sarah, tell us more about the original Blue Zone regions. Where are they and what made them special? Sure. So um, the first one was identified as Sardinia in Italy. And as you'll see um, in the Netflix docuseries too, there's a lot of hills naturally. So people walking around or kind of walking on an incline everywhere they go. Um, Family is really important to them and even food um, as well and what they were eating. So whether it was gardening 
um, or making sourdough bread from scratch um, with, you know, all of the grandmas in the family uh, in the kitchen. These were all things that they were doing in, in Sardinia that led to longevity. Um, and then some of the others, Ikaria is the longest lived men. Uh, Okinawa had the longest lived women. Again, all doing things um, in their natural environments that um, encouraged those simple nudges throughout the day. Um, we're not going to be herding sheep in Scottsdale or climbing any rigorous hillsides and mountains based on our natural environment, but we certainly have um, the opportunities to go out and enjoy. And I always am so appreciative when we think about the, the foresight that a lot of people many years ago in our community had to create these spaces and places. So when we look at the McDowell-Sonoran Preserve and we look at the Indian Wash Greenbelt, that's exactly what those places are meant for. Social gathering, natural movement, connection into our community, and continuing to have that, that sense of pride for where we live. And it certainly doesn't um, hurt that we've got beautiful weather for most of, most of the year where the sun is shining and we've got such amazing flora and fauna with our natural Sonoran Desert landscape. Um, and then as far as some of the other blue zones, there's also the Nicoya Peninsula in Costa Rica. So very active community, um, again, eating predominantly plant slant um, diets and encouraging mo you know, movement in and throughout uh, their daily lives. And then there was an original uh, blue zone identified in the United States, and that was Loma, that is Loma Linda, California. Loma Linda um, has the highest population of Seventh-day Adventists. And, and for blue zones, it's not about the religion. It was more about some of the principles that that religion follows. So things like downshifting, um, like we talk about, is, you know, they celebrate Sabbath on Saturday. So from sundown on Friday to sun, you know, sundown on Saturday, no matter what the schedule entails, no matter what the plans were, um, it was time to shut everything off and, and be together with, with family and, uh, and take the time to downshift. So I know I certainly would welcome that in my busy life to just turn everything off for a day and, and, and decompress and, and reset and rejuvenate. Um, again, a lot around eating habits in Loma Linda, California and, and what they're doing and some really great stories of, of some of the centenarians that we've seen um, and again, that's what it's about too, the, the stories of the people and the impact that living this way has on them. But it's pretty phenomenal to see that not only they were living to 100, but they were living very healthy, active lifestyles. So it often makes me think that I've, I've got, I can do better too, right? We all could probably do a little better to emulate the example that some of these 100-year-olds are doing in, in their communities. We certainly have the beautiful environment, and I can't wait to hear some of the stories that come out of this from the people who live here in Scottsdale. Yeah, me too. I'm really excited to have our local our local centenarian stories. I know there's some that exist out there. Again, the city's uh, human services team does such a great job, and senior services uh, that I think they'll be able to pull some really great uh, community members who have been here for a long time to help share those stories on what they are doing, what their secrets to longevity are. And I have a feeling that there's probably quite a few similarities to the Blue Zones Power Nine principles. Well, the city of Scottsdale is certainly excited about this and we're happy to be involved and we're hoping that others will learn that they can, uh, where they live can make for better living and, and find out more about this exciting initiative Sarah, thank you so much for joining us and talking about Blue Zone Scottsdale. And um, we appreciate and we'll be happy to bring you back some other time to get an update. 
Absolutely. would love to come back and share more. And, and again, it really is about just making healthy choices easier to empower everyone everywhere to live better and longer and seeing a time where well-being is really accessible to everyone. So we're excited. Our team is phenomenal. The community has been really supportive. So we certainly couldn't be successful without all of those variables coming into play and us working together to get there. That's all for this episode of Podsdale. Join us next time where we will learn more about Scottsdale Senior Services and how their work ties into Blue Zones. Blue Zones.